Hello, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Fitbit Pod. My name is Ben Lomas, as always, and with me, Dora Joe Singer. Hello, Benjamin. It is good to be back. Uh, and we have a guest in, a very good friend of ours, a very funny comedian and actor. We can throw acting actor. in there. We see him actor. popping up in a fair few ads here and there, um, stealing all the roles of handsome ethnic brown dude. <laughs> <laughs> Ethnically uh, ambiguous brown dude role. <laughs> Uh, please welcome Ferdy Billy Moria. Hello, everybody. Hello, Dill. Hello, Ben. Thank you for having Hello. me. Let's get. Uh, look, thanks so much for doing this, man. Let's let's get some identity questions out of the way. Firstly, sure. Ferdy Billy Moria. It's mm-hmm. is Ferdy short for anything? Yeah, or... it's it's short for uh, Ferdos. Ferdos. Yeah, man. Uh, so, how do you spell Ferdos? F I R. It's shorter. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Well, it's not. Look, it's not short for anything, is it? I mean, if we're, yeah. if we're yeah. counting no. syllables, if we're counting, you know, phonetically, it's not. It's um. F I R. F I R D A U S. D A U S. And yeah. and uh, yeah. what's the heritage of that name? It is. Uh, I want to. I mean, I've got Persian heritage, but it's. I guess it's it's Middle Eastern. Middle Eastern. Let's go with that. Let's go with that. Right. So, but yeah. then, in terms of like identity, and then given Billy Moria, that's mm. another fairly uncommon. Back, uh, one that I haven't come across. Yeah, it is. But funnily enough, every every somebody I meet, like it's usually doctors or medical people, mm-hmm. they always know one Billamoria. Yeah, it's always like one. Yeah, is yeah. That is that one Indian. Uh, I th- I mean I think it kind of is. It's more, yeah. um, I guess, more isolated to like the Persian Indian people who. Uh-huh. Right, right. Um, the biryani of, folks. That's it. Yeah, but it is. You know what? This Sri Lankan Billamoria is as well. Really? So, yeah, man. So maybe it is. I so we, I mean, yeah, yeah. Sri Lanka. There's we, also Dutch. There's also Dutch Billamore. <laughs> I hope, I hope you're telling the truth, Ben. I really do. Um, but okay. So, so for, for das, for daus, it yeah, almost man. sounds like Virdas, you know, the, the sound of community. Yeah, 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 yeah. My, yeah, my mum does often compare me to him. Oh, really? So, so both your parents are Indian, yeah? Yeah, it's got, we're, we're Indian, but we got like Persian heritage. Yeah, nice. uh, our, our people originated in Persia. So that means you potentially could play Arab, Indian, and Jewish. Yeah, I, I, I all of the above. Um, yeah. yeah, and and, and, like... and let's be honest, you probably have played all of the above. <laughs> as I, I said, reckon, ambiguous. If you, if mate, you do I just, I just hit me Italian as well for sure. You reckon? Yeah, you can get. Absolutely, you can yeah. get Italian as well. Is it the I eyebrows? Think, yeah, I think so. I think the eyebrows, the, the, the hair, hair features. Reckon, you could like, fucking be in a, um, you know, what was that uh, one with uh, Naki Thompson? What was it? Steve Buscemi? Uh, the, oh, a Boardwalk uh, Empire. And Boardwalk Empire. I could fucking oh, so. I never watched that. Set me up with your with an agent, mate. No, I've got an agent. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. <laughs> Tell my agent, mate. mate. Tell my agent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. So, that's just finished, though, isn't it? But for people who don't know, like, if they were to meet you, they'd be like, oh, I reckon you're, you've been in enough commercials for people to go, I've seen you somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been getting that a bit off late. And I'm like, in the past, I used to get that because I've got like a, like a kind of, I look like a lot of people, but now I'm kind of getting this. Oh, have they seen me on an ad? It's yeah, kind of like, yeah, oh, gotcha. I don't, I don't so, want to be, I don't know if you, I want to be this guy. <laughs> who's, who's your doubleganger? What, was the, what, was, what are some of the examples? 
A lot of uh, ethnically ambiguous brown people. You know who I get more often than not when my hair was a bit longer and um, uh, can, and I had my beard. Can, can, can I guess? Yeah. Gandhi. Yes, pretty much all the time with my longer hair. And it's, and also I'm the same height and the same bodily stature as Gandhi too. <laughs> no, no, we're not. No, who's that? Now, see, I've gone blank now. Who's that soccer uh, player? The um, the Egyptian soccer player. Uh, oh, Mo Salah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, definitely. I can see that. Yeah. So Dill one. doesn't look like he agrees with that. No, I just don't know the player. Sorry. <laughs> I, no, no, Luca, when I had my beard and like when my hair was a bit like bigger, I can it see that. Get Afro level, but like I've got Mo Salah before. No, like a, and also like he's like probably one of the best Salah, players yeah. in the world. One of the best yeah, players cool. in the world. And I, I, I too am also one of the best soccer players in the world. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So, totally. <laughs> um, my first question is this. You are very handsome. How? Thanks, mate. Um, <laughs> like, what's... <laughs> uh, hang on. I don't understand the question. Yeah, the question deal. is, how is he? Han- how do I become handsome? If you want to like sleep you? with me, just come out straight away and say it, brother. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, okay. No, like, I don't want to put. I don't want to put peen in ain, but I just want to like. Oh, so but you, you're. I mean, I'm being silly, but you're the truth good look, is also, you're a good you're looking in, rooster. You're in good yeah. nick as well, right? So, what's your process in terms of um, staying well? Like, say, let's take let's start with physical and then move to mental later. Because okay, so I think I was having this chat with Ben last week when we uh, when we saw each other. Um, my can, body... we, can we just say it correctly when we were acting? Yes, when we were acting together, um, when we were thespianing together. Um, yeah, yeah uh, Logie's coming up this year, Dill. Uh, you might not be the only one with one behind you, just, just saying. Um, we're featured yeah. extras. <laughs> <laughs> and we were, we were good, like, underline good. feature and put it in capitals, mate. Exactly. That's what it Absolutely. was. Absolutely. <laughs> um, we were having a lot of fun. Yes. Okay. So yes. Go. Yeah. So my uh, my body is a complete lie to what I actually am. I uh, I think I've just got really good genes, but um, I eat like a fat guy. I don't exercise as much <laughs> as I should, and um, you know I, I feel like I've been very very lucky, and I don't want to use the word blessed, but very blessed with my body and right. you know, kind of what. But like it's um, it's at a point where it's it's struggling a little bit with all the excess pressure and uh, that I've kind of put on it over the last few years. Pressure um, from, yeah. from just not eating well, not exercising as well as I could. Because right, right. I do like, I do this, it's a false impression because I'm kind of uh, tall. I'm, I'm a bit mm-hmm. lean. I don't, you know, and like, I, I don't seem to ever really put on that much weight, which gotcha. in a way is good. And usually people say things like, um, you know, it's called because you're in your 20s, then it'll go away or whatever. Because, But what age are you? You're uh, 38. 38, yeah. Yeah. So it's the sort of thing that you go, oh, I can't even be necessarily like, oh, it's an age thing. It's like, usually by 30, that shit goes away. So this is actually <laughs> genetically, you are just, yeah, have it's a like, yeah, yeah, there's not much, there's not much like obesity and, and, you know, health problems in my family, touch wood. So that's kind of really good. My Both my parents are like on 70 and they look a lot younger than 70, if I do right. say so myself. So there's probably some good genes in there. But like, yeah, as I said, like I haven't been like, eating that well i've probably been drinking more than i should in in my past and exercise is like it's I, i'm i've never been one of those people that are like i fucking love the gym i love going for a run it's always uh, a chore <laughs> it's always a fucking chore for me right and uh, so wait so when you do 
exercise is mm. it running and gym or do you did you it's 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 gym i've started yoga a little bit and it's just it's 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 walking like walking i actually enjoy is it is it, is it running late to set <laughs> pretty much it's that yeah <laughs> well played well played ben um playing the westgate freeway for that just a little intro <laughs> The, the um, walking. Tell us a bit because I, 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 um, the more and more I hear people talk about the benefits of walking, the more I'm like, maybe that's where I need to go back to instead of trying to run a marathon again. Yeah, man. I, well, I don't know, man. Like, because I've never run a marathon, and I could not see myself running. Like, I don't. I have <laughs> terrible stamina. Like, I stop at like a 200 meters, and everyone's like, "No, no, no, you build it up." And I'm like, I haven't. I've got the patience to build it up. So, like, yeah, I can okay. like walking. I like. I live right near the river, like right near the Yarra inner city mm-hmm. melbourne so like and especially over kind of lockdown and you know a past relationship i had like walking was a big thing for us and so like yeah. for me and during lockdowns and stuff i'd go for like three four hour walks you know just fought the rules yeah you know, put my you know put a podcast on or just listen to tunes and it's kind of like you know you're getting exercise i'm not building up a sweat unless i'm like doing you know um active wear mum walk which is very yeah. rare but um yeah. It's just it's just kind of zoning out and going for like and like I'm very lucky where I live because it's like I could pretty much find what's basically the bush within a hundred meters of my house, you know. So. Well, I I I feel like that's one of the uh, one of the you know, one of the good things that come out of lockdown that I think feel like I know I do it with certain friends, but uh, you, when you catch up, you go for a walk. Like it was always just a yeah. you know mum's thing or or uh, you know a grandma thing or you know the women's walking group. But now, I don't know, it's something I do, like, you know, like, you know, you just go for a walk, you know, wherever the hell it is for like an hour or so with a, with a coffee. I generally quite like yeah. it. Yeah, that's happened. I still have a few mates that scoff at that and, you know, spit at me when I mention it. But, you know, there's a few others that are kind of like, yeah, oh, let's go for a walk. Let's do it. Because I don't know, there's, the, there's that element of like, um, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, because you guys are kind of either my age, a little bit older, where everyone's kind of, getting to that zone where you're kind of, if not having, if not cutting back, you're having a guilt, you know, guilt trip about drinking, about catching up for, you know, drinks, whereas that's always been part of yeah. the culture. You catch up with a mate. It's like, let's go for a drink. Yeah. And both, both of you guys don't drink. Is that correct? Yeah. So yeah, six, we, years we, we, and five years, six years for me, five years for Ben. So it's been a while yeah. for us, but I know yeah. the feeling though, the, 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 the social pressure of, of, you know, feeling like a weirdo if you had a you know catching up with a man and not having a beer yeah yeah and yeah. i'm like i've never kind of quit drinking but i'm i've never been a big drinker like my body has never been able to handle booze that well like oh, so really? it's it's always like i'll get to a point and i won't feel i'm like i've had like eight drinks and i'm not feeling drunk and then i'll have like two more and then i'll just either pass <laughs> out or go to sleep and i'm like i can't be like there's no i struggle to no, get in that really good bit, zone but- yeah, the fun bit that everyone talks about, you cannot experience. It just goes I get, I get the tipsy bit. I get the tipsy bit. But then once I pass that level, my body starts going, uh, some of this has to come out one way or another. Um, oh, and... Jesus. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's, it's always been like that. And it's kind of like, um, like I still, I still drink a reasonable amount. But it's just some nights I'm like, I'll polish off a bunch of whiskeys or a bunch of vodkas and I, I won't feel it and i'm like what the fuck is going on yeah. and then suddenly i'll have one or two more and i'm like i need to go to bed i'm feeling like crap <laughs> yeah like so it's almost like you know they talk about bamboos like when they're growing they spend like months under the ground and you don't see anything 
and then suddenly within weeks it's like fucking meters high you know what i mean yeah, yeah, so yeah, like, I, am, I am a bamboo building, that's like the tension's building underneath there yeah one drinking you know, <laughs> exactly yeah yeah you know so but i've never you know i've never drunk dialed the next or, or punched a boss from drinking it's right. so all my yeah, yeah. all my bucket list you know never had I, I think i don't think i've been blackout drunk more than maybe once or twice in my life so oh that's fucking handy as well there's the, yeah. like yeah, i'm just getting the, the, this podcast is just making me more and more jealous of you <laughs> <laughs> i'm like, jealous of you i want to be blackout drunk i want to punch somebody in the face i haven't <laughs> done it you don't want to punch anyone in the face no one wants to punch anyone in the face I'm joking, i reckon man. that I, just relax mate just calm down no 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 the I only reason i say that is I used to. <laughs> I used to. I used, I used to, to punch people in the face. Yeah, I can tell Ben. I can tell. <laughs> I didn't punch people, but because I'm not a vile guy. But I remember a friend of mine who told me once that he'd like, you know, maybe, maybe it's different. He was, you know, grew up pretty rough in the country. Came did uh, uni in the city, and he remember just waking up, going, "Oh, gee, I don't really remember much." And then just looking oh. at his fist, <laughs> looking at his fist, and going, "Oh, I think I got into a fight." Like that, yeah. I reckon that just that just the dilemma, or just the mindset of looking and going cuts on the knuckles. I reckon that leads yeah. to some punchy punchy. And you got to add like the do all the maths to work out who who you gave trauma to and how much trauma you have to undo. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. I'm, like I'm, I'm happy being a non-violent guy, quite honestly. But oh, you know, there's, there'd be a couple of times I'd like to forget what I did, and I just don't haven't had that blackout here and there. But anyway, yeah, I've, uh, all the well, that's the thing. I, that was the blackout that, that got me to quit drinking. I blacked out for two hours. I was fine. I made a Did bit of a dick out of myself. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, um, uh, and then the next day, I was like, oh, that was that was when I was like, ah, oh, I'll do a year. And then that was five years ago, which is a bit bizarre, yeah. really. Amazing. I, I like honestly, all 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 jokes aside, like earnestly, I don't know how you guys can do like. Five, I'm not a big drinker. I I can't see myself going like. Two or three. I like. I did probably like a month or like three weeks at the start of this year, just not for a certain thing. Just I wasn't feeling that well, so I didn't drink. And I'm like, I could, I could fucking murder a whiskey right now. Mm. I could murder a beer. I, I, I think in my case, at least, I can say that the reason I, I, I'm similar to you. I'm like, I can't believe I was able to stay off it, being a big drinker, and it's been six years. And I think a big part of it is because how bad the down was. Yeah. That the, the memory of how shit it is is so powerful that it kind of overcomp like it, it overpowers the the need of wanting to drink you know yeah. what i mean yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, so that element of it is probably a good thing why you feel like oh i don't really feel like you know i can do it because you luckily haven't had as bad a low as i as i did you know i think that's the case but you know maybe that's maybe maybe i need to hit rock bottom Tell me how to get to rock bottom. A good relationship with alcohol and just yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you got a good relationship. Stop making a positive spin on this still, you know. <laughs> I'm encouraging I'm encouraging you to keep drinking. That's the same. Thanks, brother. Thank you, brother. But it's so funny because I, I guess I I had some low points, but not like you know, depths. But I, the funny thing about it is like people always ask me, Do you miss it? And I don't. That's the thing. Like See, I miss really? going out with mates and having like a big time. Like I miss that, those big nights but actually like the 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 wow god i need to sit down maybe on a hot day i'll miss a crispy pilsner um that's yeah. the time i you know and i used to be a big whiskey guy but it's it's like it's far and few between where i'm like i crave it yeah, yeah that's I, the, that's... I reckon i miss it every day i would say do like... you do you guys have that social aspect with mates you know let's go say outside of comedy and hanging out with mates and it's like do you 
get that pressure from people to kind of because I feel like that's kind of gone. The stigma around not drinking is kind of pretty much like oh, dead no, or dying, no, it's but, still there. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you yeah, reckon exactly, it's still yeah. there, man? Yeah, oh. I think our well, age and a bit older, yeah, it's it's going to still be there. It, it, I still have like certain mates and mates who are like, well, why would we invite Lomas? He's sober. <laughs> I like and that and like they're not my closest. Other friends like what difference? And I always my favorite compliment is always when people go oh, who forget at one o'clock in the morning like oh, that's right you don't drink and I was like I love it how you've realized that as I'm driving you home. <laughs> like you know like I think that's I think yeah but uh, yeah I, it's so funny to yeah to think where where I was and and. Uh, like for this one one time I mean I'm working a lot on uh, on uh, my old car with my dad and at yeah, the end yeah. of like a hard day working uh he cracked open a beer and that was hard that yeah. was hard like I wanted to join would you in have to pull that. out a herbal tea or some shit no 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 literally my decaf coffee <laughs> <laughs> all right still counts uh, and so this is what I find interesting that you have this body, uh, you know, effectively that's processing things nicely and, you know, you're not getting too drunk and blah, blah, blah. You sound but bitter, yet, Dil. You sound bitter. <laughs> very, like I, I flagged it. I flagged it as jealousy. Um, but also that what I found interesting is you and I were chatting about a month ago or so and you were saying how you kind of a, a bit of a hypochondriac. Yeah. Oh, massively. Massively. Yeah. Um, it, look, it could be worse because I've got the, I guess I got the awareness of it. So I'm kind of like, especially over the last couple of years where there's been, I felt a lot of things wrong with me. I've thought there's a lot of things. I'm like smashing it straight to my doctor. And my, you know, my doctor's an old Indian dude and he's got to the point where he's just like, what now, mate? Um, yeah. Kind of situation. <laughs> but it's like, and touch wood, everything I've kind of got checked out has been fine, which makes me kind of, uh, be more be more conscious of the whole mind body um thing that it's like yeah there's probably a lot of it to do with my own stress and my own kind of anxiety about it that's like double downing on whatever you know doubling down on whatever i'm feeling so let's um, yeah let's, yeah, let's, yeah. Go, let's go down this part then so in terms of the hypochondria firstly yeah you might uh, fix do me you, do you well i'm just trying to figure out like what do you first of all do, when did you realize you might be hypochondria I reckon it's been for a while because um, I'm, I'm like, I don't think maybe not school, maybe kind of uni, maybe kind of uni and maybe after, maybe work life kind of thing. And when has it been a thing where it was like, oh, this is an annoying problem as opposed it's, to being cautious? Honestly, probably over the last couple of years. And this, um, so in what sense, like, how has that come? Well, I was kind of, um, you know, it's kind of started with kind of gut stuff flaring up. You know, I had a few incidents. I've always had kind of gut issues. And it just over the last two years, I've just fucking flared up like like, um, like crazy. So I was kind of seeing my doctor a lot, saw specialists. And, sorry, what, what do you mean by gut? Like, is it acid reflux and heart Yeah, reflux, IBS. Um, IBS, that kind of stuff, like all kind of abdominal pains mm. and also, uh, you know, back pain and stuff like that, which has been an on and off thing. Um so yeah, kind of seeing uh, my GP regularly, and every time the GP kind of goes, you know, it's it's this we've already established it's that. But if you want to get a scope, and you know, I've seen specialists and whatnot. In the end, touch with nothing major wrong with me, and that which is great. And it always disappoints. You sound disappointed. Yeah, I know. I know. That's how hypochondriacs work. You kind of like, <laughs> you know, you read about this shit. It's like everyone's the same. They're disappointed when they find out nothing is wrong. I'm like, <sighs> mate. 
you know. There is there is an element of truth to that uh, in my world as well, where when I went in with a little bit of like discomfort in my left arm and chest, and mm. the first diagnosis was that it was psychosomatic. Yeah. Um, but let's just do a few more blood tests, blah, blah, blah. And then they found out, oh, no, no, you're having a heart attack. Yeah, that yeah. was a weird moment where obviously you never want to hear the phrase, you're having a heart attack. But at the same time, it felt validating that I was like, oh, like I'm not a soft cock, like, you know, like <laughs> and that's not to say that psychosomatic means that you're a soft cock. It, 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 it uh, it's more like I'm glad that I have been connected to my body to know when something is out of balance. Yeah, yeah. So but jealous it's sad of your heart to find attack, out right? that it was a fucking heart attack. <laughs> but it's so much better than saying, "Oh, your mind is wanting you to relax, so it's causing these symptoms." To yeah, yeah. Down. Which is like, I mean. In, you know, in theory, it should be a relief that it's like, hey, none of this stuff is real, you know, you know, uh, terminal or whatever, like as, as you believe it to be. But it's like your mind still like, you know, fucks with you and it's just it doesn't it's it's relentless. So there's so much. I mean, you're right. I'm, I'm extremely jealous of your of your heart attack, mate, because it, it validates it validates how you feel. Well, my- part of the diet, part of the uh, the recovery was about how a lot of brown people have thinner arteries. So yeah, you might be on track for a heart attack, bro. I hope. Yeah. You know, yeah. Fingers I, crossed, I, buddy. Fingers crossed. But, but you know I'm- what? There, there, there is a thing for people who uh, was a friend of mine who's been really busy, really stressed, and he was going to the doctor. Goes, there's something wrong with me. Something wrong with me. And in the end, uh, he actually had an accident. So had nothing. He had like like a bike accident, and then ended up in the hospital. And he talks about that he didn't realize that his body was probably falling apart. And he was trying to find a way out. And those three days with a, with a, I don't know what he had, something wrong with like when he fell off, it was a broken arm or something. But then the three days in the hospital was the best rest he'd ever had. <laughs> <laughs> the, I, the, I mean, the irony is that it's that kind of rest that will probably like sort out a lot of, you know, it, it'll, it'll zone you out from your day-to-day like anxiety and stress that's probably aiding to whatever uh, aches yep. and pains that you have. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, like talking about heart. I had my heart check recently, you know, and my and it was like I think it was like May or something like that, and it was, I think it was not long after like Shane Warne kind of had his. Uh, it was Shane Warne, you know, passed mm. away, yep. and my my GP. I went in there. He's like my GP is like a family GP, and he's like, you've got no history of heart stuff in your family, but fine, if you want to get it checked, fine, we'll get it checked for you. But you people, Again, angry with you. GPs like, with GPs like you people, like if we weren't in a free healthcare system, what would you be doing? Huh? What would you do? I'm like, don't yeah. just, and I checked like, and I got, I did the um, stress eco, you know, on the treadmill with the pads all over. Oh, you with that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, the lady, like she looked disappointed when she's looking at the screen and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm about to be validated, but she was just disappointed because there's nothing wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she just yeah. said, you're boring just was, as they put it. Yeah. Basically, and it was just like she was seeing heaps of that right now because of you know Shane Warne. She was just seeing so many dudes come in. To get oh yes, I heard about yeah. this. I think Ben, you told me about this. The, the I did it. <laughs> you did it too, yeah. Like, yeah, I did it too. Like so I yeah. didn't do that, but I got all the tests done. But before yeah. that one, just to see if I was, um, you know, because then I think, like, and then I agreed. Deal. I think part of it was psychosomatic as well. Like I had pains in my chest after you did, and I was like, oh no, I was. I got to check my buddies had a heart attack you know I've, you know i've had a similar lifestyle and then decided to get, maybe i maybe i have you know and you go through the processes you're like same thing nothing you know any history in your family no 
um, you know, you know, look at the results, looks pretty good, you know, same thing, same thing. Yeah. So, yeah, but, you know, it, it's one thing to be taken away, you know, Shane Warne's heart attack did get, and I'm sure a lot of men got caught, like, yeah. going, hey, actually, you do need to lift your game more. Uh, by the way, you do have a blockage in your artery, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. I reckon there was a definite, like, you know, it's hopefully the, like the lower, you know, percentile of the people getting checked, but like heart, heart, uh, heart issues are like the number one or one of the highest causes of death or illness in this country. Wow. Uh, you know, so yeah, I, I feel like, Sorry, uh, I was just going to say, it's probably like, sometimes I feel like, Hey, due diligence, well done 30, you're getting everything checked out. Mm. But other times I'm like, yeah, all right, this is getting wild. Yeah, well, this is what I guess. When has it been a a problem? Because you think being careful and conscious and cautious is a good thing because you're yeah, horseshit, mate. <laughs> you know? So, like, as in, when does it when does it tip over to the point where it is overcorrection and I can't just be? Oh, hi, Minka. Hey, Minka. We'll leave in. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> that's very sweet. So speaking, speaking of speaking of which, uh, like we have to, we have to go to the doctors. That's me. <laughs> so we, we <laughs> it's my daughter, and so and so just being this, like we have like just getting an appointment is so hard at the moment. Yeah, that, yeah, it's wild, um, man. Th- th- because of fucking wild. idiots like Ferdy who taking yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so destroying we, the medical system. So so I have an appointment scheduled every six weeks in case we need it for either one of our family members. Like that's what it's come to, which is bananas. Like, and so therefore, it's like we're lucky that we can then transfer one, and that my daughter, because like getting appointment, the next available one is three weeks away. Yeah, my daughter is sick and needs to see something, and you don't want to clog up the hospital system no, by no. going there if it's not like acute. So it's at the moment now, it's really tricky, and I really feel for doctors because they've got to make some really difficult decisions. But there is, yeah. there's not enough. Well, I was, I was, I heard somewhere from a, a doctor friend of mine, like when, when somebody goes to emergency, they've got a four hour window to get rid of them from emergency, whatever that means, whether that's dismissing them or finding out what's yeah. wrong or passing them on to someone. There's a, and, and when I say a four hour window, the clock is ticking. Like when you get uh, triaged in, yeah. basically there's a countdown timer. So you, and I've been to, you know, I've been to emergency in the last couple of years and I've kind of noticed that when they found nothing wrong with me or nothing clearly evidently wrong with me, it's kind of like that. You can see the clock countdown going, okay, how do you feel? Are you, you feel like you're good to go? You're kind I of love like, it. I love the idea. There's a giant clock next to you. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like right next to my head. It's just attached to my brain, just a stopwatch counting down. But like he said, and it's, it's obviously worse now because of the medical system, because of how much pressure the system's under, yeah. but like, you essentially got to, like, if there's nothing wrong with them or if there is something wrong with them, you essentially have to be able to kick them out or handball them. And yeah. it's going to be like the senior doctor on the, you know, on the shift call, on on the shift that's going to be what's happening with this person. You need to get rid of them ASAP. And it's like, that to me is wild, but I also understand. Wild in the fact that they're making huge decisions. Yeah. Like, there's always the head of ED just yeah. running around having to make the call. And I always think about, like, when I went there, and, you know, listeners have heard me talk about it a million times, but if I went to hospital and then, you know, I got there, I never forget, I got there at, like, 2 p.m. Now, by midnight, I was having emergency surgery on my leg. Oh, good now, idea. again, 
and and like and like, so like in that minute, it was like, you know, what happens if I didn't go? What happens if I got later? What happens? Yeah. I was one of those where they were like, you know, four hours hours of time to go home. Like I think you think about that, but you like, I guess that's why we have a system. But I always say, being a triage nurse. I mean, my God, you do that and then play, you know, professional poker because no, you just can't read their face. Like, yeah, yeah, just they're so good at just going, uh huh. Yeah, what's the idea? They got to still the nurses, especially, have to show compassion. Like the the nurses, are the ones that yep. are going to be the compassionate ones. The doctors, I kind of get. They'll check you out. And at the times I've been, you know, to ED, like at the times I've been, doctors have been generally great, but you can see the sense of, all right, this, 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 I'm out. And yeah. kind of moving on. I think, part, I think it's important. It feels like it's a, they need to be able to do that to do the job well. Yeah, 100%. Invested, then it's harder to make those tougher calls. Um, on you, though, Ferdy, with the, you said you went to the ED a few times. What were they? And what was uh, Basically, Doctor. thought I was having a heart attack. No, <laughs> no, Finger a broken fingernail, now. mate. Broken fingernail. And yeah. You thought I having a heart attack. Yeah, it was basically just like a panic attack slash my reflux acting up. Fair enough. It was fair never enough. like, it's definitely this. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they kind of just they check your heart. They kind of do a quick scan. Nothing wrong. Go see your uh, GP. Go see a gastroenterologist. But see, to me, that doesn't, that sounds like the really, the correct protocol. Like, that's not hypochondria. That's just an accurate... No, no. Yeah, yeah, 100%. That kind of stuff, yeah, because I, my, my chest was pounding. So I'm kind of like, I got to go. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. you don't, that's, and that's the thing, you don't know that, hey, yeah. this is, when, when your heart's going bang, 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 is it a heart attack? Or, like, I'm not a medical professional. Yeah, I don't exactly. know. And I think you did 100% the right thing and yeah. more people should. So that's why I'm, um, I guess I'm a little confused now then, at which point does it, does that sort of mechanism that got you to the hospital or to the ED correctly, when has it been where you can tell that in the, the, the conscious, intelligent part of your brain's like, I know this is nothing, but your brain's now hit that overdrive point and you've gone, no, no, we've got to get a doctor to tell us. It's, it's probably like the gut stuff that's kind yeah. of flared up here and there. Um, and it kind of flared up really bad at the start of this. You know, I was kind of getting like cramps and pains for probably like a month or two. And, you know, my, and I've had like, June, July last year, barrage of tests, um, you know, pipe down the mouth, pipe up the, up the butt yeah. and, you know, everything's fine. You've probably got IBS. That's the technical reflux. Term. Of course, that's a technical term. Mm. I always question, is it the same pipe? Is it the same camera? And which way did they go first? That's the one that just as I'm falling asleep in that, in the, in the scopes, <laughs> I'm like, fair. wait, which one goes in first and do you use the same one? They and do then, a fair yeah, bit okay. of that at the circuit nightclub on Smith Street. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'll find out. The, but um, it's like, yeah, and then I kind of got all the tests and then like six months later, I'm kind of having these aches and pains and like, go see my GP again, go see my specialists again. And they're like, you know, you've got, you know, IBS, you've got reflux, it's going to flare up. These are clearly, they were super calm about it. They're like, we, I'm like, is there any more tests they need to do? They go like six months ago, we did the full spectrum of tests everything's pretty clear there's like you and your heart feels like okay something's clearly popped up in six months and they kind of know from they experience test for chromes and stuff and all that kind of shit. yeah yeah when the, when they when they stick the pipes in and do the blood tests and everything yeah. that's 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 all of the above that so they, they officially diagnose you with ibs yeah but ibs is such a official slash unofficial condition yeah. you know it's like i was about to say that i feel like i've got ibs if i eat too yeah. many carbs <laughs> yeah it's like you know 
IBS, yeah, IBS is like anxiety. Everyone's got an le- element of it, you know. Interesting. Um, because this is going to sound really like bullshit or whatever, but I had similar acid reflux. And I've said this on the pod before, so I'm just re- saying something. But um, yeah, I had like severe acid burn, like it would burn my throat so often that I had to get on Nexium, like yeah. 40 milligrams, I believe, like that strong shit. Mm-hmm. Um, because we tried, we had the helicobacter test and all that kind of shit where I had to blow into a balloon and they tested the bacteria and shove things in, in down my throat, you know, all those kinds of shit and still found nothing, right? Because um, they they were like, look, we're not sure what's happened, but just stick to the next year and, you know, it doesn't cause any damage. And then I started meditating and seriously mm. within, fuck, I reckon four or five days, it, it stopped. Yeah. And, and for me, it is purely stress-driven acid reflux, which is yeah. wild. I feel like I feel like a lot of that's the same. Guts, gut, mind, gut. I mean, this is a whole nother podcast for, for you know, we could, there's so much literature on this. Like my gastroenterologist is like, go see, there's a there's gut-directed hypnotherapy and psychology, a couple of places. Wow, really? Melbourne. And he's like, go well, see so them. He's get... like, there's no, sorry. No, no, so what is it called again? It's gut-directed hypnotherapy and psychology. So it's basically, yeah, and it's basically, you know, for people with IBS gut-related issues because the amount of, like, science coming out about how much, you know, gut and mind stuff's related is just, it's ridiculous. And like, So what have you, is there anything that you've come across, read, learned about that you can share with us that kind of works on a kind of, you know, a general level? Like what? Yeah, well, one thing I I started using, especially when stuff was flaring up earlier this year, is this, there was this app called Nerva. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but it's it's essentially a, a, a gut hypnotherapy kind of app. So they, they kind of go through like each, each day it's like the course is like, you know, kind of six weeks and then you kind of subscribe to the app, which I paid for and it's not, cheap but you know I thought I'd what's it called again then it goes nerva n-e-r-v-a okay and, and it's basically like each each week or each day they'll give you readings about how the mind and guts related how there's you know your body work there's a sympathetic nervous system and people who have kind of gut issues often their nervous system is overly sensitive so that's why you know they have constant flare-ups and stuff so it and you know this app is like they kind of focus on it's a lot of mind gut relations. So we don't, you don't necessarily have to cut out the foods. We don't want you to cut out the foods. You know, there's different diets, FODMAP diets and stuff that gastroenterologists and dietitians will recommend. But the whole, the app, the thing behind the app is that like, yeah, yeah, you can, foods can flare up stuff, but they aren't necessarily the cause of your issues. And a lot of the issues are caused by like, you know, mind stuff anxiety you know stress and stuff like that so there's kind of i mean after each reading in that app there's uh, i think they call it hypnosis kind of sessions but it feels like more of a meditation thing but it's just somebody kind of um talking to you and then you know taking you on like it's it's really wanky but it's like a a a little a little journey (laughs) to talk you out of feeling that and i don't know if it like if that was the thing that triggered my symptoms to go down but it definitely helped and definitely helped calm stuff down but and, and it was kind of like a meditation too it's just like 20 minutes a day. yeah yeah i mean again like if you've noticed results then why not you know keep at it because yeah if it worked for you it, it may may not be the thing but at the timing wise 
And if it's only going to cost you, you know, whatever the other amount, but it means that you have less flare-ups, then... Yeah, and I like eating shit food, so I don't, want to, <laughs> I don't want to cancel that out. It was, I did, you know, I did try diets too early this year, and there's like FODMAP diets, which is the kind of main go-to for anything IBS-related, which isn't that hard, to be honest, if you do it tempor- temporarily. It isn't, you know, there's, it's just stuff yeah. like, you know, gluten, a lot of fruits you kind of cut out and, you know, yeah, I was going to ask, what are the, on the extreme side of the thing for you, what food items cause you the most amount of discomfort? Mate, it's Good really, question. I haven't, sorry, what'd you say? Good question. I'm yeah, very yeah. curious um, this. I thought you did like a, I thought you mentioned something and coughed as if you didn't want to, no, it's all right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think like I, I do eat a lot of junk. So like a lot of fast food and greasy stuff, which is my vice tends to oh. do, especially with reflux cause that. But then I kind of did, last year I did um, those breath tests, which which told me that I'm lactose, fructose, and sorbitol intolerant. So that's like a lot of f- fruit and veggies. What's in- sorbitol? Sorbitol, it's another one. I, you know, I don't know Where exactly do you find what it, it is. Uh, avocados have a lot of it, uh, and then a few other fruits. Oh. But I don't necessarily go, because if with a sorbitol intolerance, it's like you can only have like a, an eighth of an avocado at a time. And that's wild. You know, that that to me is like, where, that's not even an avocado. That's like a, that's like avocado dip, that's, basically. That's like half a tablespoon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I've, and I've had, I have half an avocado with like breakfast and stuff and it doesn't seem to bother me. So it's kind of, I think with the breath test, it's also not necessarily everything they say that have those, you know, enzymes in it or whatever they are. Actually, it's going to cause flare-ups. Hmm. So I find like maybe if I eat a lot of like, certain fruits in a week and certain it, it can cause issues but yeah you it's have just, one, it's, i have one question Bertie. Do, do, do you, if you after gigs do you eat after gigs like do you eat late at night yeah it depends on how bad the gig is but yeah and um <laughs> that's, no, one, that's one that's one thing is bad yeah and that's one thing eating right before bed like my my gastroenterologist for my reflux he's like he told me to get off any medication. He's like, get off it. Just don't eat within three hours of bedtime and also put your bed on an angle. What? <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's like, Puts, yeah, yeah. He's this, this is what one. you he's do like, with kids when they're going to cough. I still haven't done. He's like, put some bricks under the top, uh, the top end of your bed yeah. so your bed's on an angle so you're sleeping kind of uh, like. Yeah. Oh, yes. imagine bringing, bringing a, a girl over and going, hey, welcome to my bed. Don't mind the angle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're sleeping sitting up. That's what's happening. Um, the um because that's the thing. I I so what happens is I get bad reflux. And at first yeah. I thought it was an issue, but it's pretty much if I eat after eight o'clock, I'm in trouble. Yeah. Like, cause then if I go to bed, what happens is the reflux will happen, but then even worse, it goes back into my lungs, and then my lungs wake me up and I wake up and I can't breathe. God, okay, all right. So that's the where I'm just like, (laughs) and I I know it eventually it'll come good. Have you tried sleeping standing up? Yeah, that'll probably help. (laughs) You got a wall that you can lean on. I'm in the the bedroom right now. I look, I could up go up against the uh, the the cupboards, but in saying that, but then I have to be really careful because then I will use Gaviscon. So sometimes if it's a late dessert, like you know, even nine o'clock, I'm Mm. like, I'm gonna have to take a Gaviscon, like. That's my knockoff yeah. at the age of 42. Not a whiskey. It's Gaviscon. Uh, 
I hear you, brother. I've got like a, a drawer full of that and then the the, the um, kind of Nexium stuff as well. But I don't want to be in that point. Like I know they say Nexium and all those drugs, there's nothing, there's no long-term side effects, but there's starting to be some, some of my mates have done their own research about how there is potentially Uh-oh. long-term side effects about stuff. And I'm like, I don't know what to believe, but I, I don't necessarily want to be on, 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 you know, on drugs the rest of my life, which mm. is what some yeah, totally. doctors will say about these kind of reflux medications. It's like, I wonder take one the, every day. is it a vicious cycle where do you have this acid reflux and gut issues? The stress of that issue is causing you more stress as in causing more reflux, which causes more stress. And then just the cycle continues. Fuck. Yeah, it is. Yeah. 100%. Most of this yeah. is like vicious cycle stuff. My it's like, my brain works exactly like that. It's like everything is like breaking and breaking the cycle is hard. Like it's like, yeah, you're stressed about feeling ill. So you'll probably feel more ill. You're stressed that you don't get a proper diagnosis. So you feel more stressed about that and you feel more ill. And then it's like, you kind of, you're stressed that the, you know, you should, you should be on medications and then you go off the medications because you don't want to be on medications your whole life, but you're stressed that your kind of stuff comes back. So it's just like, round and round and i think it's a lot of yeah like the, a lot of mental health stuff like there's there's so much like literature on you know mind and body connections that you know a, a, another yeah, comedian amazing. friend of mine has, has kind of got me onto this train of like looking into that and a lot of it rings true a lot of it's about how your body will just start screaming at you the pain will move from one area to the other and that is just a clear sign that there's nothing like there is stuff wrong with you the pain is real but it's all coming from like um you know a backlog of trauma. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Are you doing I've, I've heard that. that. Sorry. Are you doing anything for like mentally to try and unpack that trauma? Do you see like a psych or do you see a, I do see a psych. I've been a bit slack with that off late, but I see a psych. I've tried to do meditation here and there, but I'm, I'm pretty ordinary at it. It's like, I'll go in again. I'll go in kind of like uh, zones of where I'm, I'm looking after myself mentally really well. And then I'll like, just like, I get, I've, I've still got that mindset of like, even though I know it's not the best mindset, the mindset of like, I feel good now, I'll stop rather than right. something like a psych where it's like, hey, even just because you feel better doesn't mean you necessarily have to stop. Like, I Meditation became beneficial to me after I took away any expectations of what I was going to achieve with it. Literally yeah. just going, I just have to do this for 20 minutes. And uh, it probably, you know, I just go, I don't expect it to make me feel better. I don't expect to feel clearer or anything. I just do it. And then literally that has counterintuitively made the sessions better. (laughs) What what did you you I notice when I don't do it. I notice when I don't do it. So like at the time I'm like, whatever. But when I don't do it, I'm like, oh, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you guys do? Like, what do you guys do? Do you use apps or do you have like, or is it just? I made uh, made my own. (laughs) fuck off really yeah i did is it your own voice because that would kill no me. no no so it's a combination of, of two that i then edited what i do on the podcast so i hit it with that with bells and stuff so it's two two mixed into one with bells which i then edited on um on uh, yeah the audio software and then i added my own bells into it and then i put it onto my watch so it only plays through my watch so when i'm in the sauna i can then do it <laughs> listen to myself <laughs> Wow, bells in the sauna. Yeah. All right, yeah, that's been, amazing. But I love it. But it took me ages to get yeah. to there. Now I've found, and, and since I've been doing it in the sauna. So, because like you can listen to podcasts and do everything, but now I just force myself to do meditation in the sauna and it's heaps better. Yeah. So you meditate in the sauna. So, what's your tech startup, mate? 
the, the what? <laughs> it just sounds like something a you know a tech billionaire would do. It's like meditating through his smartwatch and, in a sauna. And that's how yeah, I feel like I, I start you're asking every about morning. the guy who is broadcasting from his child's bedroom. Actually, also, no, <laughs> speak, speak of which, Pinky, got shoes on. What about you, Dill? What kind of med? How do you do the I, meditation? Yeah. Uh, I do transcendental meditation and the jury ah. out on that one because I've had some benefits. I mean, you know, quite a few benefits, but also I know people who tried it and found it a waste of money. So, so have you have you signed up to them? Have you done the... Uh... Well, you just, yeah, I did the first thing where I had the whole mantra given to me and stuff like that. And that was five years ago, four years ago now. Yeah. I've just never seen yeah. them again. Jerry, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the mantra. I, I went into the, the um, I guess, the... The intro to yeah oh well no there was it was just an apartment in <laughs> on South Bank that I went to yeah yeah it's that's the like one a, I went to as well yeah yeah the, it, the one it, um, just off St Kilda Road right yeah is there a tiny little dude there that yeah. old old man yeah he man, he, yeah, he, t- he he turned us off completely to be oh, honest really? I went with a few mates and it just to be honest it felt we were all very interested in it but uh-huh. it felt how he sold it to us felt very culty. There Which is it, that vibe of culty, and especially when you do the thing, there's like a ceremony of flowers and stuff like that, that you, yeah. you know, you honor the teachers that came before you. And once you sort of ignore all of that, and it's just about realizing that you're just bringing your mind's focus to a, a specific singular point, mm. just doing that, then, you know, it's fine. But yeah, there is a culty vibe that I definitely put me off as well. Yeah, but yeah. My curiosity was bigger than my fear of the cult. And- which is which which is great because we you know we all watch you know they put on that video which is basically like celebrity endorsements the whole yeah everything. yeah that's the that's my biggest issue with it is it, it, they yeah. sell it on how many celebrities like it and yeah you know, which which put us off completely because then yeah. it's like you're not telling us anything about it you're just telling us as who's done it and and their review you know their five star reviews of it uh-huh. which to exactly. me it lacked the information that kind of and and that for me always feels a little unsettling and but then also there is like you know there's research and stuff like that of actually tracking people's blood blood pressure changing so what i did is i just shut the noise of all the the negatives that i was that my brain was firing off and i'm going what's the worst like what do you have to lose from it like just give it a go do you know what i mean because in the in terms of the culty thing in its def- in its defense, there's literally nothing after that. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. it's been four years. I've had no contact with them. I'm just doing my own thing. There is like if you want to go and like do a top up class or whatever, it's all free after your first sort of that payment. Um, but I just haven't needed to. You know, I just do it on a plane. I do it on the cab or whatever. You know what I mean? So that's I, insane. I've, like that's... I found it really beneficial. Hey, this is something interesting. I have a feeling that we lost Ben. Oh no, there he is. I gotta go. Uh can you finish right. off and do all the plugs? Bernie, thank you. I'm just gonna take uh my daughter to the doctor. But thank you. Thank you all so right, much, Ben. Do the dad thing. Good luck, mate. Yeah. Take care, Benny. Bye. Bye. Ferdy, thanks so much, man, for doing this. And I think specifically, I always love having the pods where we have something that we learn new. And uh um this Nova app is something that definitely I think people will find beneficial. So thanks for sharing that. Um, last question, even though Ben's not here, do you have a, do you have an idea where you got your hypochondria from? Is Jeff sick? Like you sound like your family was very healthy the whole time. Does anyone yeah, else? No, I mean, I've spoken to my, my old man about it and he said he, he kind of has it, but it's like, yeah. it's not as overt as mine. So yeah. I don't know. I think it's just a lifestyle of, 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 uh, you know, a, a lifelong kind of yeah. anxiety that's just kind of manifested its way into that 
Um, right, right, right. That 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 actually does make more sense. It's just like anxiety finding a new way of producing itself, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's it, it is an element of me kind of having, you know, I do, to be honest, I do have a bit of time on my hands these days in the, uh -huh. in the last few years I have. So when you're kind of not as zoned in on something else, you're always zoning on the tiny little pain that you have and on the ball of your foot that you think might be cancer. Right. Well, especially I was then going to ask that when the pandemic, especially in those first few months when there was so much confusion as to what the virus was, yeah, um, did that an overdrive for you during that time? Not really then, but it kind of towards the end of 2020, it went bonkers. And wow. that's when I started seeing specialists. And like when I saw like my GP and gastro <laughs> and like, you know, I saw I had like low back pain and kind of hip pain and stuff. And I started seeing all these mm. physios and all of them said the same thing. It's like, the last few weeks, our business, we've, it's been ridiculous how many people we've seen with no prior issues in these areas. And it's just like, I think it happened to, a, it didn't just happen to me, it happened to a lot of people where stress, anxiety, uncertainty on top of not having much on or much to yeah. do, doubled down into like, you know, manifested into like physical pain and stuff like that, which is yeah. again, a, a clear indication of, of mind and body relation. It's 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 remarkable that yeah. the connection and and how much. I mean, it's really scary at times, but then as well, it's then goes to show the importance of looking after the mind. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that 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 cart before the horse thing. Sometimes we're constantly focused on the physical because that's what our you know Instagram and and movie stars and all this have taught us about valuing the aesthetic of it. Mm. And we're trying. Oh, at least I know for myself, you know, chasing this idea of what you're body is meant to look like or whatever without realizing that none of that is going to work until you fix what's you know driving the engine behind it all hell yeah man and it's yeah. just it's getting more and more evident with the stuff i read and the stuff yeah. you know i got recommended um to read and you know there's another app called like curable if you ever um say that again and there's an app called curable curable okay that's another yeah, which is again it's like it's a bit of a price one but it's all about you know, looking at mind body connection and pain that's mind related um, what about books wise have you found is there any bit of literature that you think one of our listeners who've picked there yes so one? another comedian who got me onto this kind of trade he he recommended the mind body prescription which mm -hmm. is this you know i think this doctor that was around in like the 80s and stuff and he started a lot of the uh research into this mind body um you know uh yeah, mind-body relationship. So his book is literally telling you, here, here is a bunch of illnesses that um, people fear and mm. here's why a lot of them are linked to unresolved trauma right? You know, and unresolved rage and unresolved anxiety and stuff like that. So basically, but he's a very, like his writing is very blunt. This is why, and it, and it doesn't, as, as, as much info it gave me, it didn't give me a lot of like, okay this is how you kind of deal with it there wasn't uh -huh, i know i know those types yeah. of books i, I do is, find those fascinating where you're like oh i'm glad you're giving me the awareness but i kind of feel a little like you know unfulfilled because i don't know what to do about it now yeah but there was this other book that somebody got me onto recently called a way out um which is the guys who do the curable app that you know have right. taken in a lot of this other doctor's um you know, teachings and 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 literature, and then they their book is about the same kind of stuff. How your body, how some people just have oversensitive nervous system, and a lot of it's to do with kind of stress and trauma. But then yeah. they kind of give you little tactics here and there to kind of work through it, oh, which okay. a lot of it is like mindfulness stuff. Yeah, you know, again, yeah. 
a lot of it is being present with stuff. A lot of it is like getting on with your life and not letting, you know, in, in the in the most uh, sensitive way possible, getting on with your life and not letting stuff stop you doing things. Right. While still getting it looked at, you know, or while still yeah. addressing it. And you were saying, sort of to finish off here, uh, yeah, the um, that you're, you, you've got a lot of time on your hands and stuff like that. So what does your, for you right now, or these days at least, what is mindfulness? How are you trying to achieve that a bit more? Well, I'm trying to, I'm trying to like, you know, meditate regularly. You yeah. know, I probably do it three times a week, which probably personally, I feel like I need to up it a little bit. What does your meditation look like? What do you do? Well, I'm just, I'm kind of just uh, siphoning through a few of the apps and just YouTube meditations as well, which uh, I feel like it's, it's good, but it's not like giving me like zoning in on one particular method or well, method in loosely yeah. tuned. I just feel like, but you know, some of them are better than the others. And then, you know, some of yeah. them are like 10 minutes or 20 minutes. And I, I really, when I was doing my sampling of different techniques and stuff like that, one of the ones I found really useful um, was waking up with Sam Harris. Yeah. I did the 28 day course last yeah. year with, with him, which is great. And I've still got the app. Yeah. Time. Waking up. I found good. I found waking up a good little, like almost a, like the stretching before the TM, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Yeah. This, it was like, oh, it primed me for TM. So then I'd have a pretty powerful TM session. But um, that's, again, pre-pandemic when there was nothing else to do but sit around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, as oh. in during the pandemic, not pre-pandemic. My apologies. Yeah. Um, mate, thank you so much for doing this, genuinely. And I'm sorry, we, we it, it, you know, the timings-wise, Ben had to dart off. Uh, but uh, as I really, said, really appreciate <laughs> it. Huh? As I said, I got time today, baby. <laughs> what uh, if people want to check you out, uh, find more of your comedy and things like that? Where can people find you? Uh, Instagram, I'm third flu on Instagram. F I R D F L U. Ironically enough, on a health related podcast. I know. I was going to say, if you're a hypochondriac, you put the word flu in there very. Yeah, subconscious. This is way before the pandemic. It was like, it was. In relation to bird flu back in the yeah. day, uh-huh. uh, as uh, hopefully you got that, um, and I just well, haven't changed it. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> yeah. And I run I a weekly. A oh, also the same. Actually, also, you, got, you know, yeah. a piece of food is what I would have gone with. <laughs> oh man, I might change it. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I run a weekly comedy some... gig in Hawthorne as well, Lido Comedy on Tuesday. Yes, so which if... I did, I think, in May or June. And it was. Yeah, like, you did the big show in the night. cinema, which is great. It was really, really fun. So check out Lido Comedy every Wednesday? Every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Uh, and yeah, Fur Flu on Instagram. Uh, for us, it's uh, Ben Lomas Comic and uh, Duruk J on Instagram. Um, and yeah, just jump on those to find out any kind of cities and stuff. I want to be in regional. I'm actually in regional WA as I'm saying this, but this is the end of the tour. So um, make sure you check out uh, any other dates. I've got Tasmania next week, uh, weekend, uh, Lonnie and Hobart. And then uh, in October, I'm in regional Queensland. So come and check us out there. And Benjamin is uh, headlining the Comics Lounge at the final weekend of October, and I'll be the MC. So, bit bit pants, get around us, get, and have a bit of a uh, bit of comedy fun with us. <laughs> but uh, that's it from us for this week. Again, thank you again, Ferdy, for me and Thanks Ben. Thanks for having me, brother. Really appreciate it, bro. Take care. Take it easy, mate. Ow!